0: You bring them in and turn your hand palm side up, oh. that is submissive.
1: Hey. What's up, my beautiful people? This is the State of Progression podcast where we will bring you pure authenticity, mm-hmm. nothing but great vibes, mm-hmm. and progression in all aspects of life. I'm Jared Emanuel. This is my boy, Dylan Miller. And you already know it's our third fucking podcast, baby. Yes, what's, sir. What's good, baby? What's good? What's good? What's
0: good? I don't know. I think we got to do that little introduction. Oh my gosh. So let,
1: let me tell you guys something real quick. Our first podcast you know you know you're supposed to introduce yourself but me and my boy over here fucking Mm. nervous as beans so (coughs) we didn't really introduce ourselves so if you guys will please forgive us and understand that the third podcast is where we're introducing ourselves and just accept us for who we are all right i'm gonna go first all right so my name is jared Emanuel. um Let's just start it off with where I came from. Um, Growing up, I had the opportunity to grow up in a a very wealthy environment. And as the years went on, um, we lost our house, we went bankrupt, and we moved a ton of times. And the house we ended up in, it always got raided by the cops all the damn time. I'd be laying in my bed just... Waking up to the cops, freaking lights in my face. I'm like, What the heck did I do? And I know I, I didn't do anything, it was just where I was living. And within that environment I I fell in love with fitness. I was always trying to get out of the house. And I was always just trying to get bigger and stronger. Shredded as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn broke <trapped> me on D B But anyways, uh during that time I was also playing football, so that also helped me with football, and that leads me into my next thing. Is out of high school, I, I played college football. I went to several colleges, and I ended up at the University of Redlands. And I had a dream to make it to the NFL, and things things just didn't work out, and I stopped pursuing my dream. And I once I stopped pursuing my dream, I was lost. I was like where the what the fuck do I do? And going back to my fitness I created an instagram and through my instagram I just, I just try to help people get the bodies they they desire and what and the bodies they want and that has led me to my new passion which is to be able to help as many people out as i can <laughs> not only on a like, personal level but like i want to be able to help as, like as many people as i can on a global level so that's just who i am and i hope i can just bring a lot of amusement a lot of knowledge to you guys and just help you guys progress in all aspects of your life so Dylan you want to introduce yourself
0: ding I don't know man I should have went first jeez I <laughs> gotta follow that up well I'll tell you one thing my name my name is entertaining is that you know my name uh, Jeff. <laughs> my name's. Jeff. <laughs> oh my god oh <laughs> Uh but yeah, it ain't it ain't near as entertaining. Um you know, I, I grew up in a quite poor family, you know. So I mean, I, I got to see you know how difficult it was. Um you know, and I made a lot of bad decisions, did a lot of things that I wish I, I didn't, you know. And um when I was my junior year, I had a knee surgery and it, you know, ended up giving me a blood clot cl- collapsed my lung. And it's quite rough and I ended up dropping out of school after that. Maybe uh six months went by and I you know thought to myself, like, Fuck, you know, like what am I gonna do? So I grew up in a poor family. There ain't nobody to help me there. Um, I didn't know many people then, I didn't have any, you know, people I could reach out to and, you know, establishing a career, you know, in, in regards to, you know, being a dropout and whatnot. So anyways, I just kind of took control in my own hands. I started focusing on you know, becoming a more educated individual. So whether that be through you know, communication, um, you know, business, marketing, anything that I could learn, um, even in the internet space in regards to Shopify and e-commerce business, things like that. And uh, so really, I just went from job to job, maybe 10, 15 different jobs. But what I didn't notice at the time is the amount of exposure I was getting, that life exposure, you know, that alone can do such, uh, you know, significance in your life and becoming such a, you know, well rounded uh, individual. Uh, so, all, putting all those things together, so having a poor background, dropping out of high school and uh, focusing on my finances, and, yeah. and, and uh, like I said, and becoming so indulged in, you know, specifically, I guess, self development, you'd say, um, it really, it really became like a love, you know, something I love to do. I love to you know read, I love to listen. I just love to learn and uh me and Jared had touched back up, and we had a you know some pretty good conversations on that specific you know just learning alone and what it can do for the mind and you know how significant it can be in your life, just providing you a you know an alternative perspective mm. and uh putting those all together that's where we are today. We decided you know take what what we know and try to try to learn more and try to give you all some. You know, some few pointers left and right if we can. I completely
1: agree. Bro, I never knew you talked. You had a country accent, bro. I just so realized You have a country it. accent? Yeah, bro, you have a country accent. Hey, all them girls out there, they probably, just kidding.
0: I'm going to throw up right now <laughs> if you said I have a country accent.
1: Bro, you <laughs> You have a country accent, bro? I swear to God. How do I have a
0: country accent?
1: Pro talk? You want me to talk? That's your country accent. So I just want to let you guys know real quick that we're going to be dropping a podcast every Sunday. And for the first three, we're going to be dropping all at once so you can binge listen and, you know, get a little feel of if you're going to listen to this or not. Hopefully you guys do. And if you guys like it, please leave those five-star ratings and some comments if if we touch you, touch your soul. and yeah, Not touch you, yeah. just touch your soul, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> HR is about to get us. <laughs> um, yeah, just rate us five star and uh, hopefully stay along for the journey. But anyways, we're going to get into our topic on leadership, communication, networking, and relationships and how we think everybody should really have these in their tool toolboxes and uh, be experts on these so i'm gonna let dylan open it up with some communication all right so yeah Yeah. i think
0: the most important thing at least to me in communication is this learning to listen Uh, you always want to talk less than the person you're speaking with so if they're the ones to engage conversation um, really try not to be the one that's you know over speaking Um, so try to focus on just listening more and um, that will allow you to build rapport at a much faster pace than just controlling the conversation. Mm-hmm. And uh, you never really want to become the interviewer per se, you know?
1: Yeah. I agree completely. Uh, so another thing that I've learned from tons of like expert communicators is they listen to, to the person they're talking to. And some things that they say to do is when the person you're talking to is, talking about something you're very interested in and you want to finish their sentences and you do sometimes i a very good example of this I do this all the time I try finishing people's words and then I realize to myself like dang I can't be doing this like what if that person wasn't even going to say what I was thinking like I have to respect what they're going to say and everybody needs to respect the person they're talking to and what they're going to say and another thing you can do is look at them after they're done talking and be like so what you're saying is and then repeat back to them what you just heard yeah clarify what is said
0: and even also a few other notes and you know demonstrating active listening most of us we already do it naturally um, but it's like gestures um, you know nodding your head saying Uh hmm and then like you said you know asking questions to clarify what they just said it's not like specifically because you don't know but it just echoes and repeats what he had said yeah um so it lets them know that you are listening you're also no, no, no you're, you're also yeah you're also indulging the conversation it's like you gotta be willing to um like obtain or like play with other people's ideas um if a conversation to you isn't necessarily you know in your ballpark in your no. interests you have to be able to play the game to make it as if it, i mean not, not to sound like you know like, mean or, like, evil or something. No. But you you got to be... You, you have to be able to obtain the other person's idea or other person's perspective on, the you know, in a conversation. 100%. I mean, it's not, like... Um,
1: just, like, showing, like, you're interested in what they're speaking on, even though, like, it could be the least interesting thing to yeah, you, you know?
0: you could feel so stupid, like... But, like, like
1: just show them, showing them respect on what actually interests mm-hmm. them, you know? It can go a long way in a relationship. And it can lead to a lot of good things for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah, definitely being open-minded.
1: Definitely being open-minded oh. is key. Yeah, this kind of
0: goes hand in hand in active listening too. Um when you're when you're being spoken to and you're, you know, having your active listeners on mm-hmm. and uh, you're paying attention. I think another thing too when when you're in that position you know like we said if if the other person engage conversations they're the one leaking, looking to speak to you yeah exactly um so something that'll be important is to um they they call it kiss versus kill that's like the term of it um kiss being short and sweet kill being long and lengthy so in having that conversation, you never want to kill the conversation by giving a long and lengthy answer. Yeah. You know, you want to kiss it. You want to to be short, short and sweet yeah. and allow the conversation to keep moving forward. Those long and lengthy kills are what kills the conversation. Yeah, just so, let them speak
1: basically on what they want to talk about. Yeah,
0: and give them the active listening mm-hmm. and, you know, giving kisses
1: back. You yeah. know? <laughs> short and sweet so, replies. Yeah, that's, that's actually pretty smart because I've... I've actually encountered this like with a lot of people like they're telling me about me personally. I don't like speaking about the past, but I know a lot of people. They love talking about the past and like their their families and all these past moments. And I just like I give them a a whole bunch of smooches on the lips, like (laughs) like just showing them (laughs) that I care, you know, because I I do care about their conversation, but I just want to kind of move past in progress forward so it's definitely that kiss and kill thing definitely you guys should uh add to your your toolkit <laughs> so
0: let's keep that moving forward um so in in the listening state you know you understand the kiss and kill short and sweet long and lengthy um you also have an opportunity to um instead of saying um every time you don't know what to say mm-hmm. like I you, just did right now. yeah exactly yeah uh So what you can do is do pauses. And what pauses will allow you to do is like emphasize the structure of the conversation. And it also will provide you like more like a more powered conversation. I don't know if that makes sense. So instead of, you know, saying "Um, like Like or that. If you pause it, it allow you to structure the conversation, provide
1: a more meaningful message and actually give you time to think about what you're going to say.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Another thing that you can focus on, too, when you're doing like the pauses and all those other different things, if you can tell like a specific topic, topic of this conversation is going dry, you have an opportunity, it's called uh, communication threading. So it's like a bridge. So you'll take, say, like, if uh, we're, you know, we're talking about the the same situation, you know, if uh, someone engages conversation you or become an active listener you're observing body language you're you know providing the gestures and you know facial expressions all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff it, it'll allow you to give the opportunity to take whatever that person is talking about and have a thread so if there's a topic and there's a separate topic there's going to be something an underlining thing that'll allow you mm-hmm. to transfer that conversation yeah. to something new okay. if you don't know how to thread a conversation the conversation will die and all rapport will be lost and it'll be awkward <laughs> yeah so and that's when you're like uh
1: yeah. How about that well, ride in? Yeah. No,
0: exactly, and that's I what guess that's that is. That's why they call it Sin City. Yeah. And <laughs> see, I don't know. It's so hard to give like examples for conversation threading without having an
1: actual conversation. I have a uh, an example of conversational threading, and it's like when you're talking to that person, and he's talking about the interests, the thing that interests him, or she's talking about the thing that interests her. Like, understand what they're saying and once you understand what they're trying to say, you can pick off little things that they're interested in. And if the conversation is about to die, like ask them about it. Like for example, like say they're talking about their family and you see like the conversation is dying and then like you see like they have a tattoo of like Jesus on their arm or something. And you don't want the report to die. You're trying to keep it going. I don't know if you're trying to make that sell or you're trying to, create that relationship that you want with that person and you see that tattoo and a little conversation thread you could have if the conversation is dying just ask them about oh what's that what's what's that tattoo mean because obviously it means something to them because it's on their body so i don't know if that could be like an example of a conversation thread
0: yeah help with it i mean that that kind of is something different A, a conversation thread is more as if Uh, say we're talking about football and how poor the referees were that day, Mm. then you could turn the conversation to baseball based off of how an umpire performed at the world series. That is more of a conversational thread than that. What you're saying is more like, I don't know the exact term for that, but I call it, you know, like person, place or thing because that's how you can, I don't know. So whenever I'm talking to somebody about communication who has trouble communicating is more of an introvert uh-huh. per se. I always explain to them this like a uh, whole person, place, or thing. So say you're in a bar environment. Um, the lady next to you, she has, a, let's say, a, like a mountain tattoo on her arm. Uh-huh. Okay. she so you're sitting in a bar next to her, and th- this will allow you to kind of go over everything. Okay, so you're sitting next to her. You engage conversation, you're the one engaging. You focus on not becoming the interviewer. So you're gonna ask three questions. Okay. What's her name? Uh what's her name? Let's just say uh Samantha. All right, Samantha. Oh, yeah, Samantha. So her name's Samantha. And then you might ask your next question like, Oh, where are you from? Where's Samantha from? Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Okay, Tallahassee. so <laughs> her name's Samantha. She's from Tallahassee. And uh what do you like to do, Samantha? Without being creepy as much as possible, okay? I'm a truck driver. Oh, a truck driver. That's what you like to do, your job? Come on, give me something better than that. Oh my give me context. It's not me,
1: it's her. <laughs> <Jesus>. Samantha? <laughs> Stripper? No,
0: Samantha likes to go hiking. That's okay. why she's got the mountain You're tattoo scared. on her okay. arm, okay? Oh,
1: okay, okay. Samantha likes to go hiking. Okay. Okay. So
0: now, originally what Jared had spoke on of... Uh, repeating back or asking a question to clarify what they're talking about what you're going to do is you're going to echo echoing is repeating what they just said so you're telling me your name is samantha you're from tallahassee and you love hiking but you're sitting here in la at this bar with me like what's going <laughs> oh, on you got the number that's right called there. echoing you and got that the number. instantly like that was smooth. build report yeah yeah. yeah yeah so i mean that's kind of goes with my person place or thing uh-huh. So you can identify different things. So just based off of that, now you can move on that tattoo. Mm, yeah. So that's kind of a conversational starter right yeah. there. How I just kind of set that up. Yeah. Um. Now, you know what you can talk about. You could talk about the environment, in Tallahassee. You could talk about how the people out there, how people drive
1: all things yeah, that, that are related up. from California yeah, to there. Up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that just opened a whole box. That conversation will never die.
1: Yeah. Ever. Unless you let it.
0: Yeah. Unless you say, I'm um, six times. <laughs> um,
1: uh um <laughs> yeah but another thing uh, i want to add to that is say it's like a group setting at a bar um, one thing i learned is looking at people's feet it, it like really determines it creeps them <laughs> <laughs> don't make it like oh my god your feet are fucking oh <laughs> but you like look at their feet like just like slightly look and just it tells you like who that person's most interested in within the group and if you start doing it, it's crazy. Like you can, you can think like a girl is feeling feeling some dude, and but really she's really feeling the other dude because you can just tell her whole body shifts towards him. Her feet, like starting starting with her feet, and there's something you guys. If you're trying to pick up on a guy, you're trying to pick up on a girl. Point your feet at him. Yeah, just point your feet at him. They'll know. Yeah, they'll know. They'll know. Or yeah, if you walk up to him, they're all the gonna be staring at the yeah. feet, like who
0: she wants. <laughs>
1: But no, for real. Start noticing those kind of things and it'll show you if people are actually interested in you or who they're actually interested in. All right, guys. So if you guys were watching
0: on YouTube um, at this point from here on out, we're going to go ahead and slide to the audio only. There'll be a link below where it'll allow you to access, you know, what other platform you choose to listen on. Uh, yeah. So that's it for the YouTube. Peace. Yeah. So something to add to that too, I guess, uh, something that we talked about earlier and having, you know, these new engagement conversations is a uh, distance. So distance between will allow you to kind of dictate the depth of a conversation. Yeah. So if you're say, I don't know, eight, 10 feet back, the distance of the conversation will probably be distant. You know, you're not going to be able to control it or engage a more in-depth or personal conversation. Yeah um so at at first engagements or you know first speaking i always say well not always i don't say it but what i've always read is you want to be able to see their feet in your peripheral vision so that's what made me think of it when you're talking about feet so if we're standing at a distance where i could see your feet that's a comfortable distance to talk um so say you meet someone shake their hand i could have a full conversation on handshakes too but um You want to after you shake hands introduce yourself you step back at that comfortable distance Uh and that'll allow both of you guys to be comfortable and engage conversation Uh um now if you're in that bar setting you want to take that you know a few feet forward to engage a more in-depth conversation without getting in their personal space which is arm's reach
1: i'm gonna start using that (laughs) hey i'll let you know if it works (laughs) i don't ever be thinking like that though in the bars
0: no you totally can and like especially i
1: need to i need to start rewiring bro, rewiring my especially brain too
0: like, like if you're like um even are doing a handshake there's ways to be aggressive or more submissive in mm-hmm. a con- in a handshake so like if you take someone and you go to shake their hand right i know this is going to be more for you specific mm-hmm. because they're not going to see me and you go to shake their hand at an equal reach away but you bring yours into your chest more slightly. Uh-huh. That is like you opening, like that's allowing them to, like, like have an engaged conversation. But if you stay at distance, like a normal handshake, uh-huh. you're like, okay, nice to meet you. But if you bring them in and turn your hand palm side up, uh-huh. that is submissive. So that yeah. would be more as of, a, like, a, a the least aggressive handshake you can have. But say, like, reach at me. So this is a conversation- so this handshake right here, this mm-hmm. is submissive, mm-hmm. and this is aggressive, like me, so if I turn knuckles up, that that that's aggressive, like I'm you your daddy, like, like you no, know, this was, is aggressive like you want to talk to me no or you don't no, talk like I don't like, talk to me, like me like
1: like and I'm then, like uh, I'm the boss submissive is like oh yeah, so if I'm like, oh baby nice to meet you <laughs> and I bring
0: you in yeah, yeah that's
1: submissive, yeah another thing I, I've learned like back to the bar scene is uh like once you introduce yourself to somebody. Like, even hitting them with a compliment, like, they love that. Like, just hearing anything about themselves, I feel like can, it depends on what you say, actually. Like, obviously, if (laughs) if they hear it every single time, they're like, oh, you're just another dude. That's like
0: telling a model she's
1: beautiful. Yeah. But, like, going up to a model and, like, complimenting her highlight, like, she's like, oh, my gosh, you noticed my highlight? (laughs) And it it goes a long way. (laughs) But, like, if you say the same thing, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. She compliment yeah. their lashes or something like yeah, that weighs on the level of significance. Yeah. They love that. But anyways, let's, uh, let's keep moving forward and, uh, let's get out of the bar scene and let's, let's go to that business scene mm. and let's talk about networking and how important networking is for your future or like even building your empire. If for all those business people out there, um, networking is so big because, when you when you meet somebody you never know you never know who they are at all and you never know what they have to bring to the table and like every time I, I, I meet somebody new I always think of the future and like future business future they could who knows it could be like a, a, a sale like I can sell a meal plan to them I can help them out in the future and I always look for look for that so creating a relationship with Anybody is huge, because at the end of the day, say you get their, you take their number down, you get their social media or something. Later down the road, like they could like a huge opportunity can come because that person can be like, oh, I remember Dylan, he made a huge impact on me the first time we met. I want to know, I want to know more about him. Or, oh, I remember Jared, like oh he had such great energy. I want to, I want to invite him to this thing, to this gig, and I can go to that gig and I can. It opens me up to like a whole bunch of more opportunities, and at the end of the day, those relationships you build, they could, uh, they could help you in the future. Like I said, like it can not only could it be like a sale or something like that. You can start like a partnership with that person like later down the line, like down down the line. And if you would have never introduced yourself or like put yourself out there, I feel like you might have never got the opportunity so I feel like the universe like on some hippie shit like the universe is putting that person in your life for a reason and you can either take advantage of it or you could just let it slip by you and, and not say anything that's why you always got to say what's up to people like you never know that could be like the game changer of your whole entire life like people get people get famous overnight people make millions overnight all because of that one opportunity that it that they decided to act upon.
0: Yeah. yeah, yep, yep, yep. That's the uh definitely the significance of networking. Um, you know, just touch base on what he said. If you were to, um, we're not necessarily talking about going to a networking event for yeah, yeah, uh, network marketing. This is just okay. like daily yeah. life, daily life. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I walk
1: by a person I've never met before. Let me just introduce myself real quick.
0: Not, Not only that too, you know, obviously it's important to, you know, network per se and, uh, engage conversation with somebody who might be able to provide you, um, you know, an opportunity in the future, but it's also going to build those communication skills. So if you're not necessarily the best communicator or you might be a good communicator, but you, you know, fail in a new environment. Uh Um, so how I like to think of, you know, these engagements or networking, um, with random people are like really like chains on my necklace. So I'm trying to build, you know, the biggest chain, possible yeah. um so as many engagements as you can possibly get in in a day um so even if say you go through the drive-thru yeah. you're at uh let's see obviously not like a taco bell or a mcdonald's something like that you know like say, you, say you go through a, a you know something different flame she goes oh hello what can i get for you today and you go honestly i have no idea like you guys have the biggest menu like what would you recommend on this menu And uh, she, she names off a few things and you pick one of those things, right? Uh You drive up to the window you go, you know, I didn't even ask you guys, like, do you guys have any breakfast burritos? Like, I love breakfast burritos. She goes, yeah, dude, we got this amazing breakfast burrito, you know, hash browns, um, bacon, eggs, cheese, X, Y, I don't really care. And you go, jeez, like, I wish I'd known that. I totally would have got the breakfast burrito. And then she'll start laughing. You start laughing. And like these types of conversations It's not necessarily going to lead you somewhere, but it's going to provide you, like I said, that experience in communication. So next time allows you to grow. And not only that, but like in in this example specific, like, you know, you got 10 seconds with this lady. Yeah. Like elevator (laughs) pitch. Like elevator pitch. Like you literally got 10 seconds with this lady and you get to leave. Okay. (laughs) So those little <laughs> engagements <laughs> you know they're gonna they're gonna make you a uh, more confident communicator in those yeah, new environments mm-hmm. and then uh when you do go to more of a you know stationary spot, like Jared said like if you're at a bar or something, and you go to make that initial conversation, like dude, like your chain is full <laughs> of links from these silly little so your chain's hanging apparently to Jared's dangling. <laughs> And, uh, it'll allow you to be yeah. so much more confident yeah. in those, you know, first engagements. And I think that's why, uh, say even like you go on an auto zone, you know, Jerry's at the front desk. Next thing you know, he's, you know, works at a mechanic shop and he's providing you great discounts, you know, like these, yeah. all, all these little engagements are only going to yeah. help excel your communication. 100%. And I think that's why communication and networking are so significant in, uh, you know, allowing you to have those different avenues, to have those different opportunities or, you know, people to call on or count on or, you know, just having exits or roads to travel. 100%. Super important.
1: Yeah. And another thing, like just a little side note is, let's just say you have an interview for a job or something. Like those little engagements before the interview can help you so much. This is what I figured out for myself because I get super nervous when I have to speak and I don't don't know what's going to be asked of me. And I get super nervous. So... I, I like to try to like create conversation with anybody I can just to ease my nerves and just to boost my confidence in speaking publicly, publicly out loud to somebody else. And you guys should definitely try this out if you guys are nervous interviewers. And it, it might be able to help you. One more thing I want to add is networking not only helps for the future way out, like say you're over your job and stuff like that, It also helps uh, with friendships and relationships. Um, Everybody knows how much easier it is to find, like, a woman or a man through a mutual friend. So let's just say me and Dylan, I'm like, Dylan, dang, your friend over there, she's so cute. So I tell Dylan that, and Dylan being my boy, he's going to go over to her, he's going to hype me up, he's going to put me in the light, and... I don't even have to freaking I don't even have to spit any game at all. It makes it so much easier because Dylan, the person I'm networking with, knows her, puts me on, and now now it makes the conversation way easier.
0: Yeah. I mean really that gee that goes straight back to the uh conversational threading. Yeah. All I'm gonna do is make that thread for you. Exactly. You know, from A to B and then you got that little bridge and then you can now engage in that conversation. It's not necessarily like a hype man it's real it's really more of providing like a background yeah um you know information uh so say like oh dude like jared's you know you should see him in the gym like this dude is an animal or like uh, you know the 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 plan that he gave me to exercise with which was phenomenal you know it provided such new um really just knowledge specific and exercises like if if you wanted to like learn more on that like you should see like this one chick he was working with her main focus was you know just to have a more appealing you know body fatter booty and like yeah, yeah yeah fatter booty dude and like you should have seen what he's done she looks at jared like give me that fat ass. yeah and then that's a right there that's an icebreaker right yeah. there
1: i want that fat ass and then that's it. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> it's got a little graded arm <laughs> for all you kids listening out there cover your ears <laughs> but yeah it's an easy conversation starter right there for sure yeah
0: so have a hype man
1: have a hype man always Always mutual friends.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mutual friends are good, dude. And, uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. Bring somebody along. Not only that of having like Jared said, a hype man and letting you get the little, uh, cheat code of building rapport and, you know, having someone else do that for you. But really it also, you know, goes hand in hand with like Jared walking through that office, talking to as many, as many people as he can to calm those nerves. Yeah. If you're in a new environment, but you have a familiar face, that'll be rid of those nerves.
1: Yeah easy that just leads uh all this networking and all this uh all these people you're meeting it obviously leads to the empire that you want to create hopefully in the long run and within empire there has to be a leader so let we're gonna jump in on leadership right now and how you can be an effective leader and how you can be a, a terrible leader really and there's actually a term, I learned this in school, it's called Theory X and Theory Y. Um, theory X is the one you probably don't want to take on. These are the, the leaders such as like the the sergeants in the Marines like back in the day where they're always on them, they're cussing, cussing the people out. The people that are following this sergeant, like they don't want to be there because every single day they have to look forward to that sergeant just cussing him out for no reason because he's not listening like oh i'm not gonna li- i'm not listening to him how he wants me to listen to him so he's gonna cuss me out and then there's theory why where everybody wants a theory why boss um they make you feel at home they make you feel listened to they know your name like they'll walk by you they'll know your name and they're just they're they're human being just like you and they they don't try to like tell you what to do they like they mentor you and they help you along the road and they don't make you like say you make a mistake they'll come to you and talk to you and ask you about it and like what can you do different um and just make you feel comfortable about the whole situation and in the long run being that type of leader will help your empire help the people around you so much more because people will want to come to you with their problems and i mean for sure goes a long even way. even to add to that in you know
0: specifically a business standpoint if, uh, say you're, you know, the delegator of your business or what did you say? The X oh, th- theory, Y theory, Y, That's a okay. Good one. Yeah. So your theory X is the bad one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So your theory X and, um, you're, you know, being the, uh, sergeant of the business and you're constantly yelling at your employees, not necessarily yelling, but you know, being aggressive or passive aggressive, um, you know, undermining their capabilities or micromanaging at that. Yeah. You might you probably will get the same exact results between the two they might grow the same level um i could tell you one thing the amount of turnover employees that you know leader will have compared to the other one is going to be significant and not only that but say if an employee makes a mistake do you think he's going to tell that aggressive leader no so how so these are going to be uh, eventually you know business casualties not necessarily the business you know collapsing itself but things that would have been so easily avoided if you hadn't been such aggressive leader because they would feel comfortable in telling you uh, you could then review what the mistake was how you can fix it how it can be avoided in the future instead of it just being completely unknown um, and then when that uh, problem or error arises. Um, you know, if say if you were the employee and you, you wanted to go talk to the boss about, you know, maybe a mistake you just made, but you're so scared to do that, that when it does come, you know, come to fruition or come to air, he's going to go over there and he's going to attack you. And, you know, he's going to say, oh, oh, this is what you need to do next time. This is what you did wrong and, and so forth. And all that employee is going to be doing is looking for an exit. So from there on, all he wants to do or she wants to do is get a new job. Um, yeah, so that's why, like, in becoming a more, you know, yeah, so it's not necessarily being soft or, you know, not, like, you know, letting your employees make, uh, you know, all the decisions that they want to make. I mean, you're still in control. You know, it's it's more of knowing your employees, listening to their problems. Um, it's like that, uh, that creating story. Creating a relationship with them. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. It's like the story of a lady being, you know, 10 minutes late to work. Instead of never asking her, say she did it three times in a row. And say if you never asked her, you know, maybe why she was late to work and you just terminated that employee. What if she was going through some very, you know, uncomfortable situations, Um, whether that be like her mother, um, her car blew up, she didn't have transportation at work and to make the month's mortgage that both of them are paying. So they, you know, can allow their two children to live in that house. She's been driving her mother to work for the last three weeks, and that's why she's been five to six minutes late. But instead, you fire that employee, and her whole life collapses. You know that—that's the difference in uh, really becoming, um, you know, a good leader. You want to know—you want that employee to be comfortable on, you know, letting you know what specific is going wrong. So say maybe, maybe you know, she just found out her husband was cheating on her. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily to why she's late, but why she has such a different demeanor for the last two weeks. You know. You, if you don't know your employees you like you don't know the reasoning for you know specific things that are happening in the work environment so if you want to be an effective leader and uh, really provide a nice work environment and not only just provide a nice work environment but have long lasting employees who are going to tell their friends how nice it is working for you instead of asking their friend if they can work for their boss and then wanting to leave the company you know, it's just so important to, to to be that type of leader, to be the person to ask questions, to listen, you know, to, you know, have empathy for that employee. 100%. And and don't get as me well wrong. Sympathy. Do not get me wrong. I'm still on board with ensuring that tasks are, you know, understood and completed. You know, that's it, still something as a yeah. business you do, you but you, do still, you still, you still got to have that other side of being able to, like you said, build relationships
1: with the employees, you know? Yeah. Okay. So I think, I think you hit that one right on the nail, bro. So. With that being said, follow us on Instagram, me, at Jared Emanuel, and my boy over here, at Dylan Miller, four R's. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the podcast, uh, State of Progression. Thank you guys for watching. Leave a a five-star rating if we helped you out. And love y'all. Have a blessed week.
0: Yeah, yeah. Have a good one, guys. Make sure if you did find anything intriguing or, you know, enjoyed what we had spoke about put those things into practice try to engage in some weird conversations and be uh, become a better communicator you guys have a good one till next time